Welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. Start your day is Dame Nicole Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can start winning with life, money, and business. I'm going to be here on Blog Talk as well as in Clubhouse. I am going to be graced with some kings and I'm sure some queens on today as we are going to be having a major discussion the difference between gaining followers versus building a network. Now, I'm telling you right now, I have. Um, a lot of experience in the particular field of networking. In 13 um, years of my life, I did it professionally, but I never knew that I always have done this. And it's been one of the major components to my success in business and in life. And when many people don't understand the skill, um, they're missing out on a lot of money. And it has nothing to do with how many followers you have, has a lot to do with can you really be a friend as well as do you know how to be a leader? So we have a scripture for today. And you know what? This part, some people think is not necessary, but I think it's the most important part because when you have the word of God that gives you something so specific about how to be successful and you just ignore it, you miss out on a lot. Proverbs 13 and 20 is going to be our scripture, but I want to pray for you um, just so that you can open up your mind and heart. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made and we're glad and rejoice we're here in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, on this day as we are pursuing great exploits in your name, give us clarity of wisdom for the right companions to do so. We are asking you right now to give us clarity on how to properly network and nurture relationships. We know that many of us have been broken, broken down, brokenhearted. However, we're asking, oh dear Lord, for your Holy Spirit to help us to put all those broken pieces back together and create lasting purpose so we can go out and make impact each and every day. Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross for us because that was the ultimate sacrifice. Help us to sacrifice what we don't know, what we don't like, and trade it in for what you've already done and what you know. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to, um, I'm just going to pose a question first. I want to talk about, um, you know, I've earned a lot of money um, as an overworked hairstylist moving into um, multi-millions. And when I begin to look at how so many of my biggest business deals and continue to be, especially as I'm now scaling. You know, I wanted to master certain skills, and I'm using uh, a particular word of, of master. I, I mastered certain skills, and one of the skills that I, I can look at uh, that I would say have earned me probably the most money, and it would not be, um, you know, um, influence. I, would, I wouldn't say that. It wouldn't be um my network mark, me, my social media following, it wouldn't be that. It, it would definitely be the power of uh, networking and understanding how that is really done. I didn't always know it from a um, perspective of it being a 
skill. Um, you, you would think that, you know, some of the basic things you probably learned um, that would say, hey, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated or, you know, um, the greatest amongst you will be your servant uh, and that you want to serve, not only be served. And these are very powerful principles that many people just miss. They want to be served or they want to receive, but they're not willing to give. And I've found that when you look at Proverbs 13 and 20, it says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. When we are now building businesses as we are doing, and many people are here even in Clubhouse, and I'm going to move quickly because I want you to know that um, we are here, many people, I don't want you to become a professional groupie. I want you to come in understanding that the way for you to elevate and maximize when you're in the midst of very powerful people is to position yourself as a networker, bringing something to the table. Uh, I have been in these situations multiple times on a very high level of people are looking to connect with people that are willing to bring something else to the table, bring something else to the table. And literally, if you've ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about the mastermind alliances. And I know uh, many people misconstrue this, but it's simply uh, friendly alliances, friendly alliances. Most people don't know how to be a friend. They don't know how to be a friend. They get greedy and they start looking at more what's in it for them versus, uh, I call it, um, what's in it is called for, for you, me, and them. You, me, and them. That's called impact. And we'll talk about that in a moment. You, me, and them. You want to remember that. And, and so the Mastermind Alliance, um, what we're talking about is one or more persons who will encourage one uh, to follow through with both plan and purpose. And this is the thing. Many people don't follow through with plan and purpose because they're not in the right connections. They don't have the right connections for where they're trying to go. Follow through with both plan and the purpose. And so this is going to be very key for you to know who are the people you should be connected to in a particular time. And it's all based off of your plan and your purpose, like meaning where are you trying to go and why? Where are you trying to go and why? This is going to even have the biggest impact on you. If you listen closely, take notes, because I know that we're going to be graced with some wisdom uh, on the power of networking. And some people are more focusing on being famous versus building a fortune. And you're going to trip up, especially in this season. God has shown me that those skills of the networking is going to be one of the most powerful skills and who you are connected to is going to make such a huge difference in this season. It's going to catapult you even faster then probably you'll know how to build a social media following. Because many of the biggest deals I've done, and even just in recent, the year has just begun. We've not even finished first quarter, let alone let alone the first month in 2021. And I've already positioned of projections of multi-millions and, and have already netted from one phone call, just because I am in a network, from one phone call, over 70K, that's just in one thing, and multiple things come. I'm not a bragger. I'm not a boaster. I know people sometimes just need proof, but, but this is the deal. You can believe me or not. doesn't matter to me if you believe me or not, but when I see things and God keeps, like, 
triggering me to say, you've got to tell them. You've got to tell them because many people are sitting in audiences and they're becoming professional groupies and time is still going to keep ticking on you and you're going to look up and you're not going to build what you were purposed to do because we get caught up in the hype. So I want to talk, um, I want to bring up Bishop Rasby. I have Brian here, I have Abdul, and I know this is going to be powerful because I even saw Abdul honoring his mentor, brought him in. And, and this is the thing, we're going to be talking about things like honor. People don't do that anymore. They forget who helped them. And then they burn bridges of networks. They think about just right now. They don't think about tomorrow. And many of the people, why I get called to tables is called tests over time. Dr. Monroe taught us that. Tests over time. I've been consistent with my core values and character over time that I will be called to tables that very, men, very few people are invited to. And when they say, who else can you call to the table? I look to and fro because people don't nurture and respect relationships. Bishop Rasby, good morning. Good morning, Bishop Rasby Mason. I want to talk briefly, definitely, um, Abdul, I don't need you to go anywhere, Brian. I want to talk about this with networking because these are two gentlemen that I met here on Clubhouse that I could see um, – that there could be some definite possibility of, of long-term um, networking. But Bishop, can you talk to me about this? Because I know with you being a kingdom entrepreneur, um, but not a kingdom entrepreneur, a kingdom builder, you are a, a, a kingdom leader who is also um, a business builder, a person that knows both sectors, meaning, hey, kingdom on principle, what I'm talking about, and then how it materializes in the real world. Because some people think that um, what we talk about, about this Bible stuff, they don't think it materializes in the world, and they're not realizing that they're living the material of their principle. <laughs> they don't realize it. Their struggles are because of the lack of understanding of these kinds of principles. They're looking for customers versus looking to create conversations to conversions before looking for relationships. They're just only thinking about the receipts. They're not looking about relationships. And I can tell you, my relationships have earned me more money and insight and, and positioning than any of just going after a dollar or going after being popular. Can you we talk about that for a moment? Yes, ma'am, and good morning to you, and I certainly do honor you, and thank you so much for sharing your platform with me on this morning. Uh, I, I believe everything boils down to this one basic principle. When we understand this about God, it's so simplistic, that God is not coming back to the earth until he comes to, uh, to render judgment. Uh, he's not coming back into what theologians call the second advent. Even in the rapture, he's not coming back to the earth. That will happen in the clouds. And what that simply says is, God is never going to send you what you need. He's not going to give you what you need. He's going to give you who you need, who has what you need. And so, again, the basic principle of networking that we constantly miss is that your greatest commodity outside of your relationship with Jesus Christ and time is going to be another person. Simon T. Bailey says that relationships will be the currency of the 21st century. Mm. You need people who are willing to share their platform, 
as you are doing. Their affluence and influence with you to get you through doors that you'll never get through. Even biblically, Jesus understood this principle. Even though he was the God man, he was God in a body. He was hypostatic union, as the theologians call. But he understood something, that he was relegated to time when he was walking out his ministry. John was the prominent minister on the scene. He goes where John is at the age of 30, according to the order order of the Levitical priesthood. John turns around and points the finger at him and says, Behold the Lamb of God. At that point, a shift takes place in his ministry, and then the disciples of John eventually start following Jesus. What happens now is God allows John to lend his credible voice to Jesus to give him credibility. And that's what you need. You need someone who's willing to share their sphere of influence, who can lend their credibility to other folk and tell them that you are credible. But the problem with that is, and particularly with this generation, uh, we want stuff so fast until we let ego get in the way. And I say all the time, regardless of who I am, of course, I've been in ministry 30 years and I've been a part, been a bishop in the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship for 27 years. And I, I sit among great men, but I'm always a student. When I'm with you, I'm your student. You're my mentor. Because if you are too big to sit under somebody, you're too small to stand over somebody. And mm. you have to know your place. One of the most misconstrued words is the word misfit. And we many times look at the word misfit as a derogatory term, but a misfit simply says you're out of place. When you understand placement, you understand order. Uh, When Paul speaks to the church at Ephesus in chapter 5, when he talks about submitting one to another, that's a Greek compound word, hupo tasso. Hupo means to place, uh, uh, excuse me, tasso means to place, hupo means under. It's a militaristic term which says, I don't think you're better than me. I just know that you have a ranking that's a higher degree than mine, and I have to submit myself. Likewise, what we have is a bunch of egotistical people Mm. many times with inferiority complexes who want to be something they're not ready to be, and they don't submit themselves. And I say again, particularly during this time where we don't have to go through all of the vetting processes that we used to. We can get on social media, get a following. We can have people endorse us in a very, very uh, uh, unorthodox way by simply giving us likes and loves. And then we take that as if we're ready to move forward, not receiving the proper nurturing that's necessary in that field. You said something so powerful. You talked about a master. I found, you know, Tony, Tony Robbins said success leaves clues. Here is what I say. Uh, uh, a clue is just a mystery if you're not already looking to perfect the mastery. Mm. So therefore, it's not a clue to me if I'm not trying to be better. But when I try to be better, I align myself with people who are better than me so I can get where I'm supposed to go. Mm. And sometimes, as, as I conclude, I found that we try to guide instability as innovation. And what mm. I mean by that is we're always in transition always going somewhere but never getting anywhere we and i tell folks at the church where i preach the most if you're over 20 years old and you don't have anything in your life over three years old you're unstable if you're over 30 years old you don't have anything in your life over five years old 40 years old five to ten years old 50 years old 15 to 10 years old you are unstable and you are constantly in transition never getting anywhere and so i i I say this my mama used to fish and she tell me all the time at the end of our fishing expedition, she'd have fish. I'd have no fish. Same pole, same lake, same bait, same bucket, but I had no fish. I said, Mama, why do you have all the fish? I have none. 
stay in place long enough. Mm. And you always going and looking for new fish, get no fish. I sit in the same place and the fish come to me. Mm. So I believe mm. that networking uh, and I, I, I reason, you know, differently. And so my, my cognitive reasoning is just so, so weird. I have to make acronyms and acrostics. For me, networking is a nexus of essential teammates wielding opportunities, resources, and knowledge, which means everybody is bringing something to the table, and we are leveraging each other's time, talent, and treasures. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. My mercy. Let me tell you something. Just to think that we had no clue. I knew, I knew, I said, Lord, if you gave this to me this morning, I knew it was going to be some powerful revelation uh, and even some confirmation for some people. You shared a few things, not having any clue that one of, when I, when I think about the walk with Dr. Miles Monroe, when you become the mentee, now he invited me to become a mentee of his and you have to walk with him three years. The first year is just you learning some different things about, you learn the basis and the principles about his core values, the ideologies, and what people don't even know. He taught us through his books. His books were our textbook for the mentorship. His books. And I believe now, Holy Spirit, oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you. It just came to me that when I walked up to the table meeting him for the first time, I had many of his books. I don't know if I had probably the most that people had. And he's, as he's opening and signing them, he looked up and he said, are you my mentee? And I said, no, sir, I'm not. And I shared earlier this week, this is, this is something going on this week with me and Papa, because I shared this week on how I was cleaning out some things, and I found that business card that he gave me on that day to tell me to email this email and tell them that I must be in the mentorship program. The second year, now you're able, the first year, towards the end of the year, you're able to travel to places where he is, and we had to wear this pin. We had to have our pin on to come in, and we, 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 he's able to be able to travel. So after he may speak, whatever, we have private dinners, whatever, and we come around, and, and he's asking you, what, what are you doing? So when I talked about the three W's, what's in it for me, you, and them, meaning he needed to always know how are you adding impact to other people. He didn't need you around him if all you were coming to do was suck up, that you didn't have the habit of also giving or, or sowing in to others. The other thing was that after a few years, like the second year, he'll open you up to a few of the network. He'll make introductions. But it wasn't until the third year that he opened up his entire Rolodex to his mentees. By this time, it's test over time. He didn't tell you you need to show up. He didn't tell you you need to follow him. He didn't tell you that you needed not to follow other people, but he watched who you follow. And he watched also who you connected with. Now, when he blessed me to have everything that he had, and he was in a totally Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit-filled moment where he was preaching. Most people hear him lecture, but he was in a moment where he was preaching. And by the time he stopped, we walked up and said, who wants to serve God and, 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 uh, for the rest of their life? And they want to serve the kingdom. And I walked up, and it was about 60 other people walked up, and we were all at the front. And he's walking back and forth and everything. By the time he grabbed my head and, and anointed me, he said, God said, you're my daughter. 
in the spirit that I must bless you with everything I have. I didn't know what that meant. I was out, lights out. But anyway, what, what you said was, Bishop, and I, and I don't think that you would, re- there's no way you could realize it because it brought me to another mentor another mentor of mine who's a woman, I met her when I was speaking at an event in Dallas, Texas, and she walked up to me and asked me that I want to learn business in Southeast Pacific Asia. And after I spoke is when she came and sat on my table and I didn't know her from the Adams. And I didn't know that this woman, literally she again invited me. She's one of my mentors. Her name is Dame Doria Cordova. She's the one who, um, you know, invited me to be installed as a dame where people don't know what that is, especially many people, I'm sure, Abdul Mike. But the long story short is people are like, what is dame? Like, am I just self-proclaiming? No. This is a woman who, she invited me to learn from her. And I went all the way to Southeast Pacific, Asia, to Malaysia, to all the way, 30 hours traveled by myself, don't know anybody, anything. And now that's my family that's my family. If I didn't have kids and a husband and everything, I would have never come back to the States because I found my family. Nobody looked like me. I was the only black woman in that hotel that I was in for nearly, uh, nearly two weeks. And when I saw a person for the first time that had melanin, they literally was from Africa. I was the only black in the room and I felt most at home. But I want you to know she also is the one Tony Robbins wrote his first business plan in her living room on her floor in that same place. She still has that place in San Diego, California. And, and, and she now invites me to so many different things. And I can remember the first time when I told her I wanted to be a coach. And she said, oh, no, everyone calls themselves coach. She's not, you're, you're not a coach. She told me that. You're not a coach. That was many years ago. But now she calls me a master because I was a student. And she would tell people that I, one of the greatest examples of following the generalized principles of wealth. And I'm invited to many tables to speak some other business deals over time. But in the meantime, if she wasn't popular and she didn't have all these followers and nobody knew her 